Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. I love delusion. I've always said that. I live in cotton candy land in my head, and it's it's so much better than reality. Are, is that a flavored vape? Yes, I have a serious, serious problem. Can we talk about you? Well, that's a smuggled vape. It's a smuggled vape. Because in California, it's illegal. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Flavors I, like, are illegal. I completely forgot. It's actually, it feels like a drug deal getting them now. I, like, yeah. text this sketchy smoke shop owner, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. anything for you, my baby. I know. And he, like, brings me boxes <laughs> of vapes, like, around the back, and it's really embarrassing. Like, you'd think I would take it being, like, outlawed as, like, a reason to quit, and I'm just still no? going. No, and I have, like, popcorn lung, Josh. Like, it's just, I like, say, I'm hacking cigarette mom. I... I sound gross, you know? Well, I don't think you sound gross, but vapes are... Wait, Marshall, are we recording? Let's get all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we? But, but Josh, you should introduce Tana so that people know, okay. know about her. But we're, and... keep, we're keeping in her vape habits, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tana here today. It's an honor. Tana, Hi. internet celebrity, so many things. I don't want to <laughs> reduce you down to one thing. You're so nice. You're so multidimensional. You are so nice. You're one of those people for me... Where whenever you gas me up, and I've said this to you like since the dawn of time, but it's like I, I don't need Josh Peck telling me I'm great because you're so great. Uh, like, come on. How do you go from Hillary Duff to Tana Mojo? Is it a slow week or? I think it's a natural progression. <laughs> <laughs> you are the metaverse's Lizzie McGuire. That and is that's the title, Marshall Clip. <laughs> <laughs> you are so, so, so nice for that. Like seven-year-old me is just dying at this entire conversation and interaction. But thank you for having me, Josh. It's an honor. And I, I feel like you and I, and I don't mean to project, but w when you work in the internet influencer type deal, mm -hmm. I'm constantly rolling my eyes at the end of the day oh, meeting sure. people. And I'll go back to my, I'll never do it in person, but I'll go back to my wife and I'll be like, this schmuck. <laughs> like, I could, they did, literally, if they're not behind their own camera and their own setup, they don't know how to interact in the world. That's and so I, true. I never had that with you. I was Aww. like, oh, this is a person who, if the internet didn't exist, you would be, you would always find your medium because you have that thing that quality that is so fucking nice first of all that's <laughs> insane i've always felt that way about you i think that especially when you see kind of traditional media celebrities like cross over into this world you experience like a lot of you know like i'm too cool for this but i'm fucking here you know like mm. and understandably so you know what i mean if i was you i would be like fuck these tiktokers you know but you've always <laughs> been like so welcoming and like you want to learn about this world and you like think it's cool and you're nice and I've just always said that. So I, I definitely, I appreciate the compliment. I, I feel the same way. 
Well, don't don't worry, guys. I don't need any compliments. You are so cute and gorgeous. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need to be gassed up or anything. I'm just going to leave you to be. Tana we're, Tana, we're so excited to have you. Thanks again for joining us. We were talking about vapes. I want to jump back into vaping. Yeah. So what, oh are you, what are you what are you currently smoking? We're very, very pro smoking on yes. this show. I don't know if you okay. knew that. We prefer cigarettes, though, because we think they're cooler. At they least are. when you smoke a cigarette, you're you're mysterious, you're artsy, you're cute. Like, and it, you know the whole you have to go outside and you, it's conversational and it's the vape is just like this sad little cancer battery that I carry around that's bright blue. It's like you know I'm walking in a room five minutes before because you just smell like cotton candy and misery and it's just it's not it's really not cute and i really want to stop and it's uh yeah you're right like cigarettes are like the intercourse of smoking and vapes are masturbation 100 right? vapes are jerking wow. off and yes. that was amazing analogy right it's yeah like i'm masturbating yeah it's just like quick let's get it done and exactly. don't look at me exactly the, pro the problem is though that masturbation is just awesome so I, I don't I don't know if like like I, I get the comparison, but like cigarettes are just way, way better, way better. Way they, cooler. 100 percent. They really like they sincerely are. And I just I, I don't know. It's I, I'm dying to stop vaping and I can't. So see, you hear that in my voice, that little like, you know, there's some phlegm in there. Yeah, it's, it's not cute. I was at this comedy show last night and one of the comedians was imitating her mom having like a. 70 year old smokers like laugh, you know, and I was like, that's me. Yeah. And I'm 24. Like that's, that's embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> You're 24. I'm 24. That's wild. Ben, are you surprised by that? Yes. He's I like, am. no, she's vaping a blue battery. In here. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, solely because of like your energy. It doesn't, I don't think, and I, I'm a child actor whose childhood was robbed from him. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was as mature as you are at 24. That is so nice. I'm just masking. I'm, I'm masking so hard. No, um, it's a trauma, right? You know, mm. maybe, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm 85 in every way. Like I, I like see my chiropractor more than most people my age see their like dick appointments. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I, I feel 84 in every way. I mean, I've been doing this, I guess, for like a while. I've known you for at least like yeah. probably like four or five years now. Yes. Like a pretty long time. So I guess I could see how you see that, but. If it helps you, I feel 85. <laughs> Fran Leibowitz says this great quote. She's like, I'm, I'm old at heart. Like, feel that way. I always wanted to be a grown up. I never understood what was so great about being a kid. 100%. And then you get older and you're like, oh my God, I need to heal this inner child and figure my shit out. And you almost wish that you'd wanted that. But I was the same way. I grew up in Vegas, which is why I'm insane. Mm -hmm. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also like a place where you grow up so fast, same as Hollywood, you know mm. what I mean? So it's like, you think it's, you think you want to grow up so fast. And then you're like, this is, this is not all it's cracked up to be. And why do you, cause I always hear about people in Vegas, they live 20 <laughs> minutes outside in like the suburbs mm. and they're like, it's not the strip. You don't go there. Like, why do you grow up so fast in Vegas? I envy the people who say that. Uh -huh. Okay. Because if had I had just like a suburbia childhood and Vegas was like over there, mm. I you know what I mean? I'd you'd probably hear a lot less stories about me like fucking sucking dick and doing crazy <laughs> shit. You know, I probably I'd probably be a little more level headed. I grew up like fifteen minutes from the strip, but I mean, that is kind of where I partied and mm. it was like a big epicenter of like my 
teenage years, I guess. And I guess, I, I don't know, it's a city kind of, same as Hollywood, centered around sex and drugs and alcohol and money and all that type of stuff. So I guess it just like opens your eyes to that at, a, at an earlier age, maybe. Sure. Yeah. And then I came here and it was the same thing. It was so, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Speaking of idyllic childhoods, Ben, any trauma on your end? <laughs> nope. Nope, no trauma. No trauma. What wonderful Jewish parents gearing up for a wonderful Pesach. And uh, no, 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 no trauma. Just, that said, love love Vegas. And honestly, going through your trauma almost made me excited to go to Vegas. Honest, so 100%. They're, they're, it's it's like, a great place when you don't live there. Yeah, it's so fun. That's the same reason I would never live in L.A. Josh and I talk about this all the time. Josh doesn't even know why he lives in L.A. He's a New Yorker at heart. Oh, you He's are a New such Yorker a New Yorker. Heart, so. I am, but it's nowhere to live. It's no place to reside full time. It's a ridiculous, <laughs> speaking of, and we don't get political on the show, but yesterday, imagine the city was a little busy with the goings ons of a young Donald Trump being arraigned. That is nope. so, so nope, crazy that happened yesterday. No, it was just a regular day in the city. I'm no, nothing, sure. For sure. Nothing, nothing. The city is always just pure chaos. And that's what I love. Like it just like keeps your, your heart rate just like always Bumping. I weirdly I love, feel I love at home. I weirdly feel at home so much more in a city that is chaos. Like I love New York City because of that. It's really? Like, yeah. Eventually I want to have a different journey and era and chapter where I, you know, I'm in South Dakota and I'm vibing <gasps> on a ranch and are there ranches mm. in South Dakota? Could you imagine doing like OnlyFans live from Bismarck? That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, That's what I want. Like simple life meets internet whore <laughs> like, type of energy. Eventually it would be fun, but I love it. city. Do you know what the South Dakota taxes look like? Because I would obviously pick somewhere with no income tax. Like that would be the, that would be the goal. That would, make double. That 100%. The LA taxes are crazy. That's why everyone's getting out of here. But here Josh and I are. Still in L.A., clinging on to whatever's left. There's nowhere else um, to go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't need to, you know, I know Dear Media is, is also based in beautiful Austin, Texas, but mm. even Austin, you get tired of it. It's like fun for six months. Yeah, I talk my shit about L.A., but when I'm gone for a while, it's like, you. I want to come home. It feels yeah. like home as much as I hate to say I've just become L.A. I've just become L.A. I don't know how else to put that, but it, it does feel like home. I was just in Florida. Florida's great. What's wrong with Florida? Didn't, if you want to be in Miami, Miami's crazy. If you want to go up a little, Bal Harbor is just like, oh, so rich. Like, just like, <laughs> just, just so loaded. And then, like, you have like the Hicks even more north. Yeah. Florida is, Florida is arguably its own country. I love like you have, Florida, which says right? so much about me as a person. You know what I mean? Me too. Miami is yeah. kind of my Vegas, I guess, since I'm like desensitized to Vegas. That's like, Miami is my yeah. crazy getaway place. They passed a law yesterday in Florida where now, I think it's the only state now where you can have just like fully concealed guns. Like you don't have to be like, hey, I have a gun. You can just be like, my gun's in my purse. So I'm sure things will go great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell the police like that you're carrying? I No, cool. I, I think. I they think. could be like, do you have a weapon on you? You'd be like... I guess we'll see. Yeah, one hundred. <laughs> I think so. I think you you can just keep your like sawed off shotgun like in a briefcase over there. That's I could wild. be completely making this up though. If you're, but if you're getting Let's your go with it, if you're getting your news information from Tana Mojo, you're so far gone. You know, so that's not my problem. Could you imagine if the three of us had a morning show like Ryan and Kelly? <laughs> Would that be incredible? I think you just unlocked a new goal of mine. 
I really see that for us. And oh I think God. it's on a major network. Do you remember I, Kathy Lee and Hoda on, on the Today Show? Yeah, they were a wild crew. They were, you know, they were just drunk at 7 a.m. Yeah. every single day. And they, it, it was just, it was so fun. I lived for it. Yeah, I like white wine moms. So much. Right? So much. Yes. I, there's, you know. Me too. It is not substance abuse when you're a suburban mother. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't wait to be that. I can't wait for that era for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll tell you my dream stack as I get older, and it's going to be an antidepressant, Ozembic. <laughs> And I don't even think COVID spread that fast around Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. I think I have just never seen something so overnight. Like everyone's on it. I feel like my mailman's on it. You know, name them. Who's on it? I know, name right? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god! It is. It's so funny too because it's like it's scandalous, obviously, because it's taking away medicine from people who may need it, mm. and. I'm just imagining a world where it wasn't that and ever, people could just be like, I'm on Ozempic, you know what I mean? But it's so it's wild. So that's so that's what they say, but these drug companies can make as much as they need. Like the diabetes epidemic in America shouldn't be like Ozempic shouldn't be taking <laughs> diabetes meds from diabetics. They should make more Ozempic. Ozempic like shouldn't they, be a supreme drop. They right. have, it yeah, they have to be limited. <laughs> they, they have the capability. And I think that the reason why it's like become so, oh, you're on Ozempic is because people are fucking jealous. Yeah. Like, like the, the number one problem in the country, speaking as a current fat man, and Josh is a former fat man that has the heart of a current fat man, oh. is, is that, is that obesity in America is like the number one problem. And we solved it. Like, nobody wants to talk about that. Like, this is slashing. Like, like people are so skinny and I just think that there's like, I think that there's like such like a weird, just like such like a weird connotation with it. Like I was yeah. watching, I saw like a watch what happens live clip where Andy Cohen was talking to a real housewife and he like turned to her. He's like, you look so great. Ozempic. And she's like, yeah. But like, I was thinking to myself, like, when did it become appropriate to ask a 55 year old woman, like if she had a tummy tuck, like, can't you just look good? One, like, I it, know it's just, they made an Ozempic so joke. They made an Ozempic joke at the Oscars and right. like the entire crowd laughed like that. If that doesn't just like tell you enough, that's, but it is crazy. I've, I've been doing like a little health challenge right now. So I've been losing a little bit of weight mm. and it's so funny how many people have been like, you look so good Ozempic. And I'm like, this is, it's just, it's unreal. But even if we could talk about it, though, I feel like the way Hollywood is, people wouldn't be like admitting to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how no one in Hollywood wants to admit that they're Republicans, but we all know who they are. Well, oh, my God. Adam <laughs> Sandler. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about all the what about all the other shots? Like, Josh, we were talking about this with Jason Nash, like this, like whole male physique that is just from like diet and weight loss when really they're like injecting themselves with with like Human horse tranquilizers and and again. Again, 10, I'm not a doctor either. Mm. So like, I don't know if they're taking like horse pills, but they're doing something. Definitely not horse tranquilizers. I think that puts you to Yeah, sleep. that's ketamine. But, but everyone's mm -hmm. on that yeah. out here yeah. too. So. That's medicinal. That's, yeah. 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 Which is so strange. I feel like ketamine is an anomaly in the regard that it's like a party mm -hmm. drug and people are using, I guess there's a lot of those, but it's so interesting because you'll just, I was at a concert the other day and I was listening to this musician backstage, like talk about, how he was like, he was like, yeah, man, I've just, I've been on ketamine. I go to this place on Melrose and like, whatever. And it's like, it was like, I was like, 
That, it's just, that's crazy to me. I'd be too scared to try that. Today's episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Topgolf. Guys, I, I love Topgolf. This is the most honest ad read that I'm going to do all day. Don't don't tell our other ads. Um, no, the truth is, is that I recently went with my wife and her family and my son, and I've gone back since with my son, and it's just always a great time. And look, no shade on regular golf, God bless, but I've always been intimidated by golf because I didn't get into it early enough, and so here I am, a baby man at the ripe old age of 36, going like, well, I don't want to... I don't want to do it in front of other people. Like these people, they commit their life to this thing. They get so good that it can feel kind of intimidating. But with Top Golf, you're never going to feel that way. Why? Because it doesn't matter whether or not you play golf. Everyone can play Top Golf, even if no one can swing a club. They've got amazing food and beverage, but it's the only place you can play around and then order another or hit a slice and then grab a slice. And the food is delicious. No shade on bowling alleys, but we're not talking about bowling alley food here. We're talking about like delicious, yummy, super, super good bites. And there's comfort, right? So if it's hot out, you're in this beautiful kind of open air experience. And by the way, if it's cold, the bays are heated. So you really just don't have to worry. Look, I love Top Golf. I've had the best time with my family. And in my opinion, you know, listen. I don't mind not, you know, having to lug a bunch of clubs. You get there, the clubs are there. You're living your best life, going for the targets and having a great time. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. I have a crazy ketamine story, actually. Josh, have I ever told you this story? No. I was at dinner probably three years ago. And this guy, it sounds like a similar guy where the guy that you were talking to is just a drug addict. And the person I was talking to is a drug addict where they like pretend that their ketamine is just like prescribed by a doctor. And it's totally cool when in reality they're addicted to drugs. For sure. This guy had, you know, like those extra packs of gum where you can punch out like a piece of gum from the aluminum foil. Yes. Mm. He had, he had that in ketamine form and it came in, a ch in, in gum. And he said that the ketamine was like, just like a, just like takes the edge off a little bit, just like relaxes you. It's prescribed by a doctor, no problem. We're at dinner, like you want to try it. I'm like, sure, like I'll try a little <laughs> if it's prescribed by a doctor and it comes in this like unique little gum, like punch out, whatever. So no I took way. like a half a piece of gum and I'm like chewing this gum and I had to go to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom and an hour and a half passes by. I must have fallen asleep. I went back to the table. They were completely gone. And I had 40 missed calls. What friends no are these way. that they left you in the, cause around like the dessert course, I would have been like, Ben is either, we need to either get Ben an ambulance or a modium. Cause he's been in there a long time. Absolutely. No. That's terrifying. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Like fucking ketamine, this liar. He literally looked at me. He's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Prescribed by a doctor. It's like, it's no big deal. It's prescribed by your drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, and it's a big deal to me. That's and that's terrifying. I can't imagine just waking up in the bathroom of like Craig's here, like <laughs> yeah. in a K hole from it was, and the gun. It was a it yeah. It was American bar, like a very like regular New York restaurant. I woke up in the bathroom and I was just like sitting there. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, I guess I've I guess I've been out for a bit. That is, I guess I was in REM. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> 
That's yeah. But have you seen on Instagram now? I will get fed ads for like first there was Hims, hopefully a sponsor of the podcast. But like <laughs> where it was like dick pills became like you don't got to go to the doc for dick pills. Yeah. You can just get it sent to you. Which right? is crazy. It's like fucking Him, extra- Hims is now selling Ozempic. Did you know that? Are they? Yeah. Hims is now selling Ozempic. And Weight Watchers bought Ozempic or some semaglutide. I don't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild. But it's funny because targeted ads, that's like my targeted ads are like earrings. But I Solid. love that for you. <laughs> hey, 15 years sober. It's going well. But like I will get ads for, do you need a depression, uh, alternative depression relief? And it's medicinal, either psilocybin, so mushrooms yeah. or ketamine. And they're like, our doctors will have a consultation with you. I'm like, how's that going to go? Right. I'm like, I'm guessing I qualify. <laughs> like, it's, it's in someone's basement, for yes. sure. On a side note. And then they go, and then we'll send you the kit. You want to know what's in the kit? What's in the kit? Ketamine, a sleep mask, and a blood pressure cuff. Can you imagine? <gasps> <laughs> I'm that's, in my room oh my t- looking at my <laughs> blood pressure that's 2,000 over a million <laughs> with a blindfold on, just like, oh, damn. Yeah, Dad. Dad. <laughs> that's that's the most insane subscription box known to mankind. Yeah, it's like bespoke posts, but for drug addicts. One hundred percent. And I just know it's in the nightstand of every single man I've ever been interested in ever. <gasps> that's that's crazy. Speaking that's... of men, what's your type? Ben and I. Oh my! You guys, are, you guys are completely my type, and I'm in love with you. I really, I don't have that much of a type. Like when I look at my exes. And I line them all up. It looks like I was just walking past the tents on the 405 and I just was picking them. You know what I mean? Like make a wish. Like you can come with me for the month. You know, they all look pretty (laughs) different. But I do. I love an air of dying. Okay, I think that's the common denominator, you know, whether it's. The dark circles, whether it's the tall, skinny, pale vampire, whether it's the tattoos that just like are giving high school desk, you know, mm. coloring book, whole nine. I, I like to say it's personality. I like to say that's the thing. Like, I, I love a funny guy, but then some of my choices are pretty questionable. Funny guy or girl. But. Where did Jake Paul fit into that? He's probably the least dying of mm. a lot of the majority. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boxing, healthy, like whole nine. So that was a little rogue, I guess. I, I steered off the the path. But I guess personality, maybe that's where that... Yeah, I think that that is the common denominator, I guess. It's crazy. I would absolutely be with someone who is like a what most people would call like a one if, you know, they make me laugh. Right. For sure. What, was there any takeaway? Because the time I've spent around the Pauls and they've always been lovely to me mm-hmm. was and I don't mean this in a negative way. I think it's necessary for ultra successful people. Mm-hmm. There was an air of ambition, which was I'm going to make it either get out of the way or get run over. 100%. I will always say that the time I spent spent or spend around them was so inspiring. Like in the regard that I feel like I do, I am the most inspired by just watching someone in their element and how they crush it. And we were talking about this right before we started rolling, but I, there is something to be said about a quote unquote delusional ambition of I'm I'm going to be the fucking president. And if you don't believe me, you know what I mean? Watch like type of thing. And I think that's kind of how they are. But they put in the work as well, you know. Right. And 
they they get what they want. And I, it is very, very inspiring to see people have creative, wild, crazy ideas and kind of bring them to fruition. And I think it did inspire me a lot that like, I think Jake was always very much putting into my mind of like, especially in the beginning, like when I had first gotten to know him, I was a vlogger and I was doing this, but I've always had kind of a nonchalant, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And he was kind of the first person to really put into my mind. Like there is a girl right now in her bedroom who wants what you have 10,000 times more than you that hasn't made it yet. And if you're not constantly competing with that, you could lose it. And yeah. I really appreciated that, you know? Yeah, they don't seem like the a guy who goes, let's walk around home goods. Oh my God, at, <laughs> at all. That was one thing that I, I loved and I hated. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was, it was never like, let's go see them. Well, we, I mean, they do fun things. I'm, I'm making them out to be like sociopath machines, <laughs> but I... I appreciated that, I guess, you know, that it was never like, a, let's go for a walk in the park. It's like, how can we monetize this walk in the park? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a good thing, I guess. So if the 14 year old wants what you have at 24, mm. what does 24 year old Tana want? I don't even know how to phrase this. What do you what do you want in 10 years from now? You know, hopefully I'm alive. Hopefully I haven't kicked the bucket. <laughs> do you really worry about that? No, I think I did. I, I did in maybe my crazier days. Now I think, unfortunately, I'm around for the long haul. But <laughs> it's so hard because I feel like every time anyone's ever asked me that, I have had some answer. And then it's like four years go by and it's just like, you don't want that anymore. You don't know. You know, I, I hopefully in 10 years, I'm like picket fenced up, fucking yeah. married kids, whole nine, like. I want. I wanted to do that really young. Even now, I'm 24, and I'm like, I wish I was like married and pregnant. But I don't know. I mean, I saw this psychic, this TikTok psychic, which is just insane. They made like a video, a reading of me, and I was like talking to them and stuff. And they were like, "Your star signs mean you're gonna do this forever. You're gonna be famous forever. You're gonna blah blah blah." And I was like, "Damn!" Like I was hoping I could have like a candle shop owner era or something like that. I guess if I'm still doing this, I hope I'm like hosting or like, I love a good talk show host. I love yeah. a good Jennifer Coolidge type. I love, I love an author. Same. I love all that type of stuff. So if I'm still in this, hopefully I'm just being authentically me and funny and having fun. I never want to be like trying to be something I once was like, I, you know what I mean? I hope this, if I keep doing this, I can grow with it right. and stuff like that. But I don't know. As long as I'm happy, who knows? Do you, can we talk about the OF of it all? Absolutely. Yeah. Are I, you still doing it? Yeah. I'll, I'm going to do it. That That's one thing I will be doing until I'm 80. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> I have a tattoo on my ass that says young as fuck. So that's going to be really fun to see on OnlyFans when I'm fucking 65. If I don't laser it off by then. That's an untapped um, market. Is there a 65 and up OnlyFans? Like currently? I'm sure. Really? I am. If I had to put every penny I have on it, it's... <laughs> there's, there. a, there's a cover for every pot on OnlyFans. For sure. For every <laughs> like, single one. Like if you're into club feet with stockings. Oh, like for you're gonna sure. Find. <laughs> I think I know a few people. Yes. Um, yes, I, I do it and I probably always will. I think that, you know... The reason I started OnlyFans, at least, was because, I mean, first of all, I've always been pretty wild and rogue. And I was posting ass pics on Instagram the day I turned 18, probably before that. So, and I always kind of like to laugh 
at the people who would sexualize me no matter what. You know mm. what I mean? Someone tweeted me the other day and they were like, this is going to be a very rogue sentence, so I'm sorry in advance. But they were like, I just jacked off and came to a video of you getting Botox. And I was like, what a crazy fetish. Like, yeah, freeze those muscles, <laughs> yeah. bitch. Uh, You're fillers. not going to age. <laughs> yeah, like it was, you know what I mean? Like people are going to do that. That's kind of crazy, right? right. And uh, there's going to be people that sexualize you no matter what. So being able to kind of profit off of it and make a joke out of it and flip the tables i guess is cool to me and it's fun i also i do vlogs on there i have a show called tanagon wild so yeah. and that when the demonetization of youtube hit like that was so cool for me to still be able to film rogue ass videos and have an audience who wants to hear me tell crazy sex stories and be crazy and do all that type of stuff so i'll probably always do it but i never want to put myself in only that box so i think that's why i don't go too heavy on the promotion. That's why I'm not in my full porn star yeah. era. I think there's a good balance in kind of having that just be one of the like facets of what I do and a but good source of revenue, I guess. It's also artisanal, right? Like OnlyFans is like the farmer's market of, of smut. <laughs> like, like Pornhub's Walmart. What? Oh my God. That's <laughs> you know? so fucking, that is so true. Yeah. It's, I can't ever like, fully get behind it you know like in the paying for so i i'm so grateful for the people who are willing to do that we had someone call into my friend jeff's podcast the other day and he was talking about buying my only fans and buying things and i just still i had like an out-of-body experience i was like thank you so much <laughs> like you know what I, you could you could go on pornhub i'm sure and even find probably some quality tana mojo mashups even so sure. thank you for wanting that niche foot video <laughs> can you have you had interactions with people where you suspect that they've seen or subscribed to your OnlyFans, but they they never say it? It yes, because I feel like I have. I mean, my social media demographic is like ninety percent women, mm. pretty much across TikTok, across Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, mm. all that type of stuff. So, and then my OnlyFans is obviously probably like eighty percent men. So. When I meet people, you know, if it's a young girl who's coming up to me like, yes, Slay Queen, I love your earrings. I'm going to be like, TikTok. But if it's a, <laughs> if it's a, you know, if it's a 35 year old man, like, Tana, I love your work. <laughs> I'm like, you know, <laughs> thank you so, thank you so much. See, you definitely can kind of tell, but which I can't imagine for certain girls, you know, like who do OnlyFans, but are maybe a little more shy or like hate that. I can't. It's pro it's probably pretty creepy, but I just I just laugh at it. I think I have the personality that's kind of built for that. You know, it's I'm like, thank you so much. I'll, I'll keep up the great work. Today's episode of the Good Guys podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Look, if you are an entrepreneur, if you have your own business, you know that your time is best spent doing the thing that is unique to you, the thing that only you can do your sparkle, your uniqueness, the thing that is allowing your business to grow. And I'll tell you one thing that I know for sure. No ultra successful person has ever said, you know, the secret sauce to my success was standing in line at the post office. Never. You're never going to hear that. You're never going to hear Steve Jobs be like, you know, I got a turtleneck and then I started wearing these new balances and then I was at the post office and I came up with the iPhone. You're never going to hear that because it's ridiculous. It's time wasted. If you're worried about postage, if you're worried about 
Am I going to make it to the post office on time? How am I going to get all these orders out? All of that, that's a waste of your time. And with stamps.com, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Every person, moment, and penny counts in your business, and you can't afford to take any of them for granted. Stamps.com has been around for 25 years. They've been helping businesses like yours save time and money. All you'll need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. And running a business isn't cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders, but Stamps.com has huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. That matters. It's your cheapest and fastest shipping option, and it's just the easiest. So do yourself a favor and go for it. Set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code GOODGUYS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code GOODGUYS. Ben and I chatted about this a few episodes ago, and I'd love to get your opinion on it. So mm-hmm. I've never been on OnlyFans. Okay. Ben, have you? No, I was going to say we're two married for a long time. Missed the OnlyFans. <laughs> we, we, we missed it. We missed it. So so we're, we're fascinated by all of yeah. it. But yeah, I, I totally missed it. Well, you guys it. could have one, you know, maybe. That's yeah, that's what that's what we're thinking. That's that's what we're thinking. Please allow yeah, me to just, sign you. Allow me to take you under my wing. <laughs> give us a just a just a ballpark. Pitch us. Just give us pitch give us. us a ballpark. How much we make in month one? You month one. And just a suggestion. Okay, let's say your picks. Let's say let's say your your starting you know bout of content is. We're not even, let's not even go rogue. You know, like, you don't, I, I don't want you rocking out with your cock out. I don't think that you need to do that. I, let's no. say tummy that, tuck scar, <laughs> you know, couple. Um, Yeah. Let's say it's, you know, let's say it's pretty PG. I think, I think you would have a million dollar first month. Stop it. I do. <gasps> How, okay. So we just need to make the optics that my kids need this money for I'm something. Just- right. <laughs> and then I'm a fucking I'm a- superhero. Marshall, make a call. Well, I'm, I'm just- right here. Hello. Um, I, Josh, what are we doing? Like a million dollar first month? I, I think I just I would put cr- my I, think I just crap myself. <laughs> I would bet my like one of my toes on that. Wow. I really would. I think. And maybe we maybe we just do like a light, tasteful, shirtless calendar. This is this like, is I am I spend I have an OnlyFans agency as well. So I wow. I've signed a lot of people and I, I love that aspect, especially because there's the, I don't know if you know, but the OnlyFans agency world is kind of dark, especially the queer OnlyFans agency world. I've just recently really been diving into that. Like just people look at people as dollar signs and people do a lot of shady ass shit to people and people are pressuring people to do things they don't want to do and all that type of stuff. So that was kind of my like passion behind starting the agency was like, I want to help people and I have a great team of people that can help people properly and stuff like that. You know mm. what I mean? So that um, means like very cool. I, I spend a lot of my time pitching people. I'm like, you can make this or people ask me or all that type of stuff. So it's, it's fun. Like learning about that, like what people could make or what people could, you know, do. And what do you think? Like, I feel 
my wife knows I look at porn. She's not bothered by it. In okay. fact, I'm sure she's relieved that I'm like, or I could bother you more. <laughs> or I could just oh, have yeah. my moment. That's, uh, I'm so pro the person I'm being with porn for that sole reason. Yeah. For that sole reason. I'm like, leave me alone. I want to rot here and be disgusting. <laughs> go go watch someone else do some crazy shit tonight, you know? But I um, I feel like my wife would not be okay with me looking at OnlyFans. Mm, and maybe mm. it's because of the intimacy. Uh, what do you think of that? I, I 100% understand that. And like, I, I validate that statement because I think that at least I feel like even like 85% of the people who are buying my OnlyFans, it's not like they're just buying. I understand there's a the curiosity factor and all that type of stuff, but they want the like girlfriend experience. They want to mm. pay to talk to you. They want to message you. They want to tell you about their day. Like I, I make so much more money off of like a video of me waking up in bed and like, or you know what I mean? And being like, good morning. Like I'm going to get in the shower whatever the fuck I'm doing. Like, I don't know Then I would off of like a photo shoot of me, like in a, in pink lingerie, sure. like, because people want to feel as close to you as they possibly can, you know? So I think there is something to be said about that. That Like I could see why a wife or girlfriend would be way more, bothered by especially because with porn you might be you know searching like threesome video and you're clicking just the first thing you're seeing with only fans you're kind of searching riley reed and you want to be as close to her as possible. like you know what yes. I mean? it, it is a more intimate thing yeah you know yeah it's interesting the the connection but it's it's fascinating that you say that because we we reduce most men to just be like animalistic just want to get off but in, mm. in a weird way, they really are seeking connection. For sure. And, it you know, I never want to say sometimes it's sad because that's just, like, mean. But, like, it's so mean. It it's is. So, it's so it mean. Is. Sad. I, I was, I was going to say, Josh, you, like, sugarcoating it into... Men just seeking connection. Like <laughs> I know, I was like, Whoa. they're all they're all seeking connection with the same woman that does not know them. Like it is like a little, it's a little sad. It sounds to me like um, what was like the the craze with like the phone calls, like those not like sex hotlines, like, like wasn't that like girls? a big thing? And then yeah, like yeah, like isn't it like again? It's like not that. It's like a yeah. It seems like a more tasteful version of and that. But I think that's like those guys that are craving that level of. Connection for sure. And it, it yeah. I, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm here for it and I'm down for it. Like if I can be that for you, I'm just a philanthropist, you know, I'm just a humanitarian. <laughs> I just, if I can fucking be that for you. No, but I've had, there are a few OnlyFans like stalkers, like people who have found my address. Mm. And, I saw an article about that. You recently dealt with a pretty scary situation, right? Yeah, it, it's knock on wood it's still like it's still kind of a thing you know people finding my address and sending me gifts or showing up to my house or showing up to places I frequent and stuff like that and it's it comes with it you know what I mean and I I know all the anyone reacting to that doesn't be like okay wipe your tears with the fucking dollar bill you, no, you fuck know that you can you give us an example but yeah like I I have this guy who did kind of start sending me flowers and mail and you know hey i was outside of your house today like what are you up to and sending he it was so he was talking to me and my best friend ashley because we do a lot of stuff together and we're both we look really similar and it's kind of like that you could tell he was kind of hyper fixated on the both of us and he'd showed up to our old house and our old house was kind of on 
the hill. So he could he climbed the hill like with a knife and shit and like sent photos of him outside of that house. And then even the house I'm currently living in found that we went to Korean barbecue one time. He sent us a photo like across the street. Like you guys look so pretty today, like blah, blah, blah. And it, it got and it's but it's he some people are maybe sick and they think they're they're dating you. They're having these personal OnlyFans conversations. They're receiving these intimate moments via content, I guess, you know, from you. And maybe if someone's not all there, they perceive that for something it isn't. You know, holy smokes. Yeah, I it is wild. These people in their trauma, you know, I didn't have a father. And what did I do? I became a drug addict, was morbidly obese on television. Like I didn't have a father and here I am on OnlyFans. Figure it out. (laughs) Do something respectable. Go on OnlyFans or Nickelodeon, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Which are the same thing, just in different regards. (laughs) Nickelodeon is the recruiting program for OnlyFans. Yeah, and Dan Schneider, Dan Schneider is the CEO. Did you ever, sorry. Oh Oh my God. Did, did you ever have any interactions with Dan Schneider? He created my show. Fuck yes! Sorry. <laughs> Both shows I was I, on. I've been in a little Dan Schneider TikTok rabbit hole lately. <laughs> Everyone I read, is. I read Jeanette McCurdy's book. I thought it was an amazing book. So did we, despite what Jeanette says. What? Did, oh, does she think? She was our first ever guest. Really? Like the day that she released mm-hmm. her book, like she was becoming it. She came on. It was an amazing get for us. We were truly good guys. Unbelievable interview. Spoke about everything that she wanted to, nothing that she didn't mm-hmm. want to. It ended and she told us not to run it. We've spoken about this endlessly. We've spoken about this endlessly. But so there is an, an unreleased episode of our podcast the two of us and Jeanette. It's available and, below uh, on Patreon for five ninety nine. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Oh, um, no, that's our first OnlyFans, Josh. I, I was going to oh. say that, and then I didn't know if I should. I, I don't think Jeanette McCurdy wanted to be in that sentence coming out of Tana Mojo's mouth. But you can said I? It. Can I? There is a small update because you're right. We have talked about this endlessly. That happened yesterday. Yeah. So us Ooh. being the good guys we are, said Jeanette, no problem. We'll kill it. Yeah. You want to come back on? No response. So <laughs> four or five months later. You know, we got you, we got, <laughs> we got H Duff. I'm like, we're killing it. Mm. Let me check in. Mm. She owes us. <laughs> I wrote, all I wrote to Jeanette after six months was, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I got a green bubble. Am I blocked? Oh, oh, wow. I think I might be blocked. Oh, wow. Or she was on a 12-hour flight. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> and that's what I tell myself to sleep at night with a lot of people. Like, for, oh, my God. They're, they're just on a fucking... Oh, my they're, God. You're blocked. I think I'm blocked. No fucking way, man. Yeah. That's... Call Miranda, you know. Get her Get her on. That's, that's, Miranda's my girl. She is. She's, she's the, the greatest ever. She is the absolute best, but you read Jeanette's book. Yeah. I read Jeanette's book. I don't know where, Oh, and obviously the Dan Schneider or alleged Dan Schneider. Yes. Chapters were um, so crazy. And it, it just put me and all the Jamie Lynn Spears conspiracies and stuff like that. I just, I don't want to grill you on this. I don't want to, I don't want to ask you. We'll do it on your pod. (laughs) No, you can. What were your interactions with him? Like if I can ask, being a hundred percent honest, he just was a tough boss. Yeah, but I was a kid, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah with it, obviously, I'm sure you've unpacked that. 
in therapy, you know, the feelings of that's right. Having a fucking boss when you're a kid and the child star of it all is just crazy to me. I could talk about it for hours, but yeah, I guess you probably lucked out in your, the regard of your interactions with him. But see, I like what you just said, because we actually spoke about it a little during the Jeanette podcast that never aired and will never see the light of day. <laughs> but at least from my understanding, like Josh's experience as a child actor was far different from what is portrayed by others. Like, Josh, I, I don't think that you would agree that you hated it. Like, I think you loved it, right? Like, I think I know that there were tough things, of course, but. Yeah, I think both things can be true, right? There was a duality yeah. to it that. People, I, I don't love the moniker of child actor because mm. I think it infers freak. <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think you're a freak, but I, continue. You know what I mean? Like, and the exceptions to, there's a saying that the exceptions to the rule prove the rule, which is most child actors flame out yeah. and become a cliche. Mm. And then the ones who, like for every Zendaya, there's, or or Selena Gomez. Yeah. There's tens of thousands who we don't hear from anymore. 100%. And we see them on TikTok. We've spoken about this yeah. guy. Yeah. What is his name from Zoe 101, the brother? What's his oh name? Oh, my no. God. <laughs> what is his fucking name? I've met him a few times at, like, parties we, and shit. We've, we've seen him on TikTok. But, Josh, also, you're an actor. You're no child actor. Uh, yeah. Esteemed. Well, just thank well, you. I, th I think there's also... A bit of, I mean, yes, there are the Zendayas and shit of it all, but I mean, there there has to be a bit of difference as well <coughs> with the child actors that are in a million movies and stuff, and they're acting. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm I'm just I'm guessing here, but that are acting in movies and known for a million different things and stuff. But versus kind of being famous as as one thing, mm. like you know what I mean, like Miley Cyrus being like Hannah Montana, like that yes. has to fuck with your head a little bit of people especially as your brain is in its formative years of people kind of, you know, like Drake's your brother and you live in this house and you are this and you're not Josh Peck. You're Josh from Drake and Josh. Like wh what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, it was odd. And what was the really hard part that was specific to me was I, I was like a chubby kid growing up, but nothing like, no, not TLC level chubby. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I was pretty normal. And then, like, eight to 12, I had like puppy weight, like most chubby kids. Yeah. And then from like 13 to 17, I p put on 100 pounds. Yeah. Right. And then at 17, I started losing weight. And from 19 to my age now at 36. Yeah. I've been at, so I was overweight for like four years of my life. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was the time in which I was enshrined on television. Yeah. So people married themselves to me, to that image. Yeah. Which is a blessing because they fell in love with that guy. Yeah. And that means a lot to me that they loved him. But it took me a really long time for me to embrace that love instead of me saying, no, I don't want you to love him. I want you to love me now. Yeah. In, in fact, forget him. Yeah. Because I want to forget him. Yeah. And it took me a really long time to accept that, like, no, that guy made a lot of people happy. Oh, yeah. And that's just a part of my story. But that that is the hard thing, I think, within itself with the Hollywood, I guess, and fame. And it's something it's one of those things that you sign away mm. with fame that, like, people are going to hold on to certain bullet points 
of your life and your career, whether it's relationships, whether it's an image of who you were at a certain time and maybe until you die. You know what I mean? Even just like seeing like the Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber shit. Like I feel for her so heavy in the regard that it's like for the rest of her life, people are going to hold on to what this relationship she had did for them. Like that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's just like a crazy fucking hard thing, but it's, you obviously people hate when you complain about it. Like you, you have to just accept that that's, a thing. Should we get to our what are you nuts moment of the week? What are you nuts? I was gonna I, I was gonna say we've gone very deep. <laughs> very deep. And I loved every minute of it. And yes, what are you nuts? Tan, are you familiar with our what are you nuts? No, segment but I would love to become familiar. Our what are you nuts segment of the week is just regular Tana living life, looking out at the world around mm. her, seeing something and just thinking to herself, what are you mm. nuts? Like what like it's either what are people nuts? Is there like something in the media that sort of made you pause and say, what are you nuts? Absolutely. We, we do that every week. So you're more than welcome to start if you're not ready. Either Josh or I could start. Totally up to you. Allow me allow me to think about it for a second. I feel like I have that moment every day in the mirror more so than <laughs> more so than anywhere else. I guess my, my ketamine moment with that, yes. that was I was a little <laughs> like, wow. But I would love to hear y'all's. Ben, please start us off. It's more of just a general trend happening in my DMs where recently I've been getting, hey, Ben, I'm from South Carolina, coming to New York. Can you put together a list of restaurants I should look into? (laughs) And it's like, what are you nuts? I'm not your travel agent. I'm not like, I'm not Yelp. Like I have a, I have a lot of things. Put together a list of the best Italian restaurants on the Upper East Side. It's just like a little that crazy. Is, that happens um, to me a lot. Like so, people really yeah. do. People do this to you. Like use your DMs as just like a ask for. Like do people ask you for money a lot? Constantly. And by the way, I think people like Mr. Beast and David Dobrik are to blame. No one's ever asked me for money, and maybe I just give off broke vibes. <laughs> but nobody's ever ask me for money it's always just like where where can i eat you fat fuck like, i know you know the places i know you know the spots He's so hard on himself where, where can i get and my I love food it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what's yours so mine is i have a couple okay so i'm gonna be hosting a can't talk about it yet don't try to get it out but I'm going to be hosting like a food competition show. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Don't saying. Oh, wow. Ozempic being given out in the crafty <laughs> yes. room after. I was interviewing some people. We were doing chemistry tests for a, not a co-host, but someone, it's a food show. Obviously, I'm a former thick boy, so I understand food at a certain level. Yeah. But like a true food professional. Yeah. And so I meet these three people, all very nice and lovely. But the first person I meet with, we're Zooming and. So she mentions, this is the first, our first interaction. She goes, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from mm. New York. I said, oh, very cool. I'm from Midtown Manhattan, from Hell's Kitchen area. Yeah. To which she responds, those are not the same thing. I was like, I know. <laughs> like, are you fucking nuts? Yeah. I'm like, I have yep. the job. <laughs> what are you nuts? Like, be nice to me. So that's my what are you nuts? <laughs> I I think that my what are you nuts has to, it it does have to go back to the ketamine and I'm sorry it's just that was like if I really have to hone in on my moment of the week where my head really turned it was that I just 
especially in the musician world, I feel like that mm. ketamine therapy is just every musician's thing right now. And every time I hear it, my head is turning fully like an owl. I just, I'm beside myself. I'm sorry. That is my what are you nuts moment. I don't know. Is there, is there a trend right now you're seeing in do, like you talked about musicians, whether it's guys you're dating or just things you're seeing that are that's just giving you the ick, as the kids say? I... Oh my God. I, the ick is such a plague. It's always been a feeling. Mm. It's always been a feeling, but I think until it became materialized into something that you can cut a box, you can put it in. Yes. Now it's like, I, I just can't stop. And I've become such a fucking bitch about it. Like I, I will just, I've been kind of seeing this man very, very base level, very, um, casual. That's the word. Thank you. Sure. Very, seeing this man very casually and bless his heart. You know, he is just he's a very, very sweet guy and he deserves someone <laughs> that loves him, for him. Are you ending it here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've just been ever for some reason, I, I feel comfortable enough with him to straight up tell him every time he gives me the ick to his face. Wow. I'll be like, don't do that. That's an ick. That's one of my big icks with guys. And this is like indisputable you cannot do this i'm going drier than the sahara desert especially in those beginning stages it's one thing over time if you want to do this but when they and i don't know if you've ever experienced this with a guy it might be this one might be for the girls and the gays but you lay down with him and it's like date one or two hang out one or two and they show you anything from their camera roll like huh. and here's here's what i mean okay if we're sitting here having a conversation, you know, about something like, you know, a, a beautiful place in New York City or a pasta dish and you want to be like, oh my God, I just had that or something. That's fine. You know what I mean? But if it's like, look how good I looked a year ago, just unprovoked, like camera roll narcissism. And I think he started to do that. And I just, I had to tell him to his face. I was like, listen, this, oh, is, no. this is a feral, feral ick of mine. And if you ever want to see me again, I'm going to need to hear your phone lock in the next like 10 seconds, you yes. know? Josh, should we start doing icks of the week? I That's like pretty that. cool. Well, I might. I like that. I, like I might that run that home table. for a canceled podcast as well. I think. We could share it. We could. And that could be yeah, a fun no, thing or, or we you, do. Or you can that have That could be it. a fun thing we do. You know, we mention each other from time to time. We're like, I know Josh just did this this week, but yeah. we're going to. Wow. I love a weekly ick. I really do. How do you do that? What? Like, like when you're acting, how do you cry on command? Where do you go mentally? Where do I go to cry on cat. I used to never be able to, and now that I have kids, I can't help myself. Oh, wow. It's right there. Oh, wow. All, at all times. Um, what do you think about? Do you think about them like... I can think about the song that my son and I love from Sesame Street, and it's over. No fucking way. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to have a heart. Seriously, someone knock me up. And Charlie Puth did a cover of that song with Big Bird, and now when I see Charlie Puth, I'm fucking triggered, guys. <laughs> Shout out Charlie Puth. Tana, we love you on that note. <laughs> Shout out Charlie Puth. Thank you so much for having me. You're it's the best. After Hillary Duff is crazy, man. And I might pull a Jeanette, you know, I'll call you. We don't have to air this, but thank you <laughs> thank for you. having me. It's going up. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.